Hey Dragons, Happy New Year. Welcome to episode 44 of the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast. This episode is with Dr. Stacy Nido, a licensed physician and IFBB Bikini Pro. Uh, Stacy and I had an absolutely wonderful conversation that centered around bodybuilding, health and fitness, uh, YouTube sensations, um, and then mac and cheese on hamburgers, which is just delicious. And if you've never had it, you should absolutely have it. So really great conversation, really fun. Um, and I was super excited because we kind of live near each other and we have plans to actually get together. So the world becomes a little bit of a smaller place this, the first week of 2017. If you are looking for a great way to start off the new year, I would ask that you go over to iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and go ahead and uh, hit the subscribe button for Dumbbells and Dragons. Maybe leave me a rating and a review. Would love to hear what you got to say about me. And other than that, uh, you know, enjoy the conversation. Work out, nerd out. In the basement rolling dice. Welcome back to the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast, everybody. Here I am, Kenneth Rotter, your host, and today I am joined by Dr. Stacy Nido, physician and IFBB bikini pro. Stacy, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Uh, you know, we just had a conversation about how we're both incredibly busy, so at this <laughs> moment right now... I'm exhausted and thankful that you and I made time to get together to have a conversation. Uh, I, I hear you. It's it's just crazy. Yeah. No. yeah. And, and, you know, it gets to a point where sometimes I just have to say I have just as much time in the day as Beyonce. And so, <laughs> That's how you frame out your perspective. I love it. Yeah. And some, sometimes I don't even know how she does it, right? Right. Well, because she has a whole entourage, though. She's got people doing stuff for her. We do not. We got to do it all on our own. So we're almost more superhero-like than she is. That's what I think. That's my take on the whole Beyonce thing. Do you know what I just heard? We're We're more Beyonce than Beyonce. We are. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) No. So... Um, you and I met briefly at the Ferrigno Legacy Bodybuilding Competition out in Palm Springs, but yeah. why, why don't you tell everybody out there a little bit about you? Um, that, as of right now, they know you're a doctor and they know you're a bikini pro, but tell us more about that. Well, uh, I don't really know where to begin, but I will say that I've tried to mesh both my career in medicine and my career in fitness and I've kind of developed this interesting tagline where I say that I'm a a doctor by day and a fitness superhero by night. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm a slash person. So I don't have just one career, just one interest. I think I always have gravitated towards wearing different hats, doing different things, zigging and zagging through life. So kind of fits my whole personality uh to you know 
put on the doctor hat and then I put on the, you know, the nutrition coach hat and then I put on the contest prep coach hat and then I put on the actress hat and I put on the writer hat and it just, it just fits my personality. I think I'd get bored if I was doing just one thing. So oh, I make yeah. it work. Oh yeah. Right now I'm, I'm adjusting to being, I'm lawyer by day and podcaster by night. And then I'm also just getting crazy involved in the community right now. Um, oh my goodness. Wow. See, you're a slash too. That's dude, amazing. Right. <laughs> and I, it, there are so many slashes that I want to add that sometimes you just got to prioritize some over others. Mm -hmm. Do you ever find yeah. yourself in that balance? Oh, absolutely. All the time. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, because I, I, I would say that I have to, uh, I have to establish sort of a, a hierarchy. So obviously at the top of the, 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 the very highest rung is medicine for me because, you know, I put a lot of time and heart and effort into my medical career. I am very passionate about healthcare delivery, you know, I, I think I went into medicine for the right reasons to take care of people. So that's definitely the, the biggest thing for me. But, you know, it's, I have, a, I have a very tall ladder <laughs> and there are a lot of rungs. So, you know, f there are so many different aspects of fitness that actually comprise several of those rungs. So, you know, I, 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 the, the ladder keeps getting longer <laughs> and, I, I, and I do realize that I, I, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to extend it too far. So yeah, sometimes things just have to fall off because, you know, we're all only human and we can only do so much. So that, that tendency to be an overachiever and bite off more than one can chew is just, it's, it, I think it just presents an, a never ending battle. You know, to, to try to balance that out. So, but I like it. I like the challenge. You know, oh, it's like, absolutely. give me more. Let me see if I can handle this. I, I'll put one more thing on that plate and see if it tips over or not. So, yeah, it's cool. Absolutely. And I've, I've often said, you hear people say, oh, I've got too much on my plate right now. Mm -hmm. And I always just think to myself, we'll get a bigger plate. Exactly. <laughs> Um, yeah. no. And, and I hear what you're saying about sometimes things fall off. Sometimes you just have to, and then sometimes you just have to adjust. You have to reprioritize. Yeah. Uh, one of my, well, I, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Well, as an example, I mean, one of the things that actually fell off in the last year was competing because I competed for six years and then I took a year off and I just kind of reevaluated. I wanted to see if I felt that desire to compete. I was waiting for it to return. And I got to the beginning of 2016. Not, I wasn't feeling that fire anymore. And uh, by by March of this year, I had decided that I was done. That oh, I, wow. I just, yeah. So it it was just time to move in a different direction, and and my life definitely took a different spin. Uh, once I decided that I was going to retire from the stage. So, I mean, I, I, I love the six years that I competed. I, I love talking to people who compete. I, I still feel that thrill. Uh, you know, so I kind of live vicariously through competitors now, but I'm done, you know, and yeah, so your, your life does change and transform and progress. So I think it needs to. Now, I was having a very similar conversation with a mutual friend of ours, uh, Chris Minnis. 
Oh yeah, yeah. He, he was good he, guy. Oh, he's a great guy. He was very much the same way. He was like, I discovered that I loved promoting the shows more than I liked competing in the shows. So then he just decided, you know, to take some time off from competing. Yeah. Oh, that was a smart decision, I think, you know. <laughs> and again, he's such a savvy businessman. I mean, he's, you know, he's got a great business mind. So that was perfect for Chris. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, he's brilliant. But um, yeah. you mentioned that you are, you know, you go through this doctor slash uh, <laughs> trainer, coach, superhero type person. And I wanted to ask you, I'm sure many of your clients or people you've worked with look to you for this inspiration. But what about you? What is a, tell me about one of your heroes, either a fictional hero you relate to, a superhero you relate to, or just a source of inspiration, somebody that inspires you. Well, I think I, I like to keep it real. So my sources of inspiration are, are people who are in my life, who have colored my life, who have influenced me over the years. And, and at the risk of sounding kind of corny, my mom is one of my biggest inspirations. Mm-hmm. And it, the reason being that, you know, she had to raise this, this little brat, aka me, <laughs> by herself. And she struggled and she, she did everything she could to give me the kind of life that she never had because she grew up very poor. So she was always a great source of inspiration overall throughout my whole life. So, you know, she was the one who encouraged me to pursue a career in medicine. She was the one who was always pushing and, and, and with, pushing without being uh, overbearing. So, you know, her message to me was always that you can do whatever you set your mind to. And I saw her strength and I was definitely quite impressed by it and... Yeah, and it just it it, it colored my existence uh, dramatically. So my mom would be the for, the greatest inspiration. Um, so yeah, that's excellent. And I think if we can, it's having those outside sources of inspiration are great. You know, mm-hmm. like everyone I think can learn something from a Dwayne the Rock Johnson. You know, uh, mm-hmm. but I think yeah. it's it's having those daily reminders of those people in your life, um, our moms, our dads, our, our spouses, our siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah. think a, that gives us that inspiration, but it also gives us a healthy dose of that gratitude because we realize what they've done essentially for us. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it reminds us to just maintain that humble, grateful attitude. So I love that. I love it. I love when I get somebody on here that says that their source of inspiration is their mom. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm a little softy. I, I like to people, I like to make people think that I'm kind of sassy, which I actually am sassy, but yeah, you know, <laughs> when it comes to my mom, I mean, I'm just, yeah, my, my heart just opens up and yeah, she was one of my best friends and a terrific lady and yeah, forever grateful to her. So, yeah. That's awesome. Well, tell your mom we said hi. Okay. Hi. <laughs> um, now, to, to, I want to switch gears just a little bit and sure. move into just kind of a fun 
um, light question. We were talking a little bit about this earlier, but what is your favorite area of nerdiness? Is there something you really nerd out on? <laughs> well, I still like kind of patrolling YouTube. There are certain uh, accounts that I like to follow. Um, one is this Kaipacha, which, which is a, there's like a, an astrological report that I follow every week, which is kind of cool. Uh, it's not something I talk about too much, but it's something I do every week. But there is one YouTube sensation who fascinates me. And I love the fact that she just does whatever she wants and she's so completely irreverent. And that is Jenna Marbles. Jenna Marbles is my YouTube hero and I nerd out like crazy. Every time she's got a new video up, I watch it. You know, I'm, she's awesome. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I had actually never heard of this person before. So I'm on her website right now and it (laughs) looks hysterical. Oh my God. Yeah. Like she does crazy, just the craziest stuff. Like there was one time when there's one video where she tries to figure out how many pairs of fake eyelashes she can glue onto her eyes and I think she ends up with like 50 pairs and it's freaking hysterical and it's just <laughs> yeah, she just picks all this random stuff you know um, there are several videos where she puts makeup on her boyfriend um, and she'll do it like where she there's one where she's got her arms around him so she can't see what he, you know she's doing on his face and they have the camera rolling it's hilarious like who does that she does and she's a sensation. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> That's so. Yeah, I nerd out on her. She's awesome. Yeah, that just looks. <laughs> she just looks like somebody that I would want to like sit down and have a glass of wine with and just laugh. Or <laughs> you know, <laughs> and she has two dogs. Now I'm a dog person, so love that. Oh, and she actually has built such a tremendous business just off of being this YouTube sensation. She's making a killing. She has these little stuffed toys. They're her dogs. She sells stuffed toy uh, doggies that, you know, they're, they represent her dogs. That's and- Isn't that crazy. It's like, yeah, buy, buy a little stuffed toy. This is my dog. This is one of my dogs. This is one of my other dogs. I, you know, I wholeheartedly applaud the people that are, like, making a living and making a good living on YouTube and podcasts and, and web series and new media because I just think it's, it, A, it shows such foresight for those individuals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so just absolutely incredible, always astounding. And just just for everyone out there listening, this just goes to show you that whatever your idea is, start now because you could be ahead of the curve and you could be making millions in the next five years. That's good advice. <laughs> it's all about starting now. No, um, but my question, um, I do have a question about kind of your origin story how did you get into living a healthy lifestyle um, and just 
how did that transition into competing and then also becoming a physician? Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. Well, we're going we're, we're to go way, 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 way back. Uh, so I'll address the physician part first. Um, I was always kind of like a little science nerd kid. I, I was the little brainiac kid. And by the time I was eight years old, I had already decided that I was going to be a doctor. So when people would ask me, I would say, I'm going to be a doctor. Uh, so my mom figured that was what I was going to do. So I already had that locked into my mind. Uh, I went to private schools all, all throughout. I was pressured a lot to do very well. And oftentimes with young girls, when they're pressured to achieve academic success, they sort of will turn it on themselves and develop eating disorders. And I was no different. So by the time I was 19, I became anorexic. And at uh, five feet, five inches in height, I got down to 85 pounds. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I was very sick at one point. And, you know, I didn't really, you know, I didn't see it because I was inside the bubble. And so I reached my 20th birthday. A friend of mine came to visit me and he said to me, you know what? You're 20 years old. You have the body of a 40-year-old. And I remember thinking, by golly, I'm going to make, I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm going to flip-flop that. So when I'm 40, I'm going to have the body of a 20-year-old. And it just kind of tucked in the back of my mind. And then another switch flipped in my head and I thought, okay, I'm slowly killing myself. I can't keep doing this to myself. I have to get healthy. So I basically got help and I got healthy again. And so once I overcame the anorexia, I it only took me about a year, I resolved to be the picture of health, of optimal health. And so I went on to change my major. I changed my major to exercise science. I ended up getting my bachelor's degree in exercise science. I began weight training at the age of 21, never stopped. It was something I was very consistent about. I never trained less than three days a week. So back then, you know, three, four days, five days a week was, that was, that was a lot for me. Um, but it kept me very consistent and it, and, and it, made me believable. So when I was working later on as a trainer, talking to clients and saying, consistency is key. You have to stay with the program. You got to stick with it. Here I was living that, you know, so I was leading by example and saying, hey, you know, I can do, if I can do this, you can do this. And I did share with some of my clients the fact that I had overcome my anorexia and that, you know, I, I'm, I made a big transformation in my own life. So skipping ahead a little bit more, I, I went on to medical school. I did my med school training and my residency training and I uh, was working as a physician. I, I'm board certified in family practice, but I started venturing more into my like preventative health, uh, anti-aging, uh, cosmetic injectables, and then, and more recently, in more recent years, maybe like the last six years, um, physical medicine and rehab. So, uh, another funny thing kind of happened as my medical career was starting to morph and change. So I was still working out, you know, still just training for life. Uh, I was in, I was in, 
good shape, definitely in great shape for someone in her 40s. And I went to a show. <laughs> I went to a contest, uh, uh, an NPC contest uh, in May of 2009. And that was the first year for the bikini division. And so I was sitting there and watching and the friend that I had gone with turned to me and he said, damn, girl, I wish you had brought a bikini. You could get up there. You could smoke the competition. I thought, huh, hang on, maybe, maybe, maybe he's got a point there. And then two complete strangers came up to me just at random and they said, you know what? You have the right lines for this division. You should consider competing. So I decided that I was going to think about it. I thought about it for a couple of days, went home and – kind of molded over and thought, you know what, I'll do this. It'll be kind of interesting, you know. So two months later, I found myself on stage. It was nine days after my 43rd birthday. I thought, okay, I'm up on stage in basically a blingy bikini under underwear in front of people that I don't know. This will be interesting. I don't know. Maybe I'll <laughs> like And as soon as I hit the stage – all the shyness that I used to have, even from childhood, kind of washed away. I found that I was surrounded by like-minded people, people who had similar transformation stories to mine, you know, people who had suffered from eating disorders, people who, you know, maybe had something to prove to, you know, maybe an ex-spouse or they had something to prove to, to their family or something they needed to prove just to themselves that they could get up on stage and do this thing. And, and man, I got bitten so hard. I thought, well, I'll do one more, I'll do one more contest and see how it goes. And then I got my first, first place finish. And then there was just no looking back. So I ended up doing 21 amateur events, uh, 14 of which were pro qualifying events. I eventually attained professional status at Team Universe in 2013, and then I went on to do four pro shows. And so that my, that was my goal. I mean, I, I finally just, I had this carrot dangling in front of me, you know, this whole pro status thing. And I mean, oh, I worked my ass off. I seriously worked my ass off because I wanted that pro card so, so badly. I could, I could taste it, but you know, they made me work for it. They definitely made me work for it. So, yeah. So I still train, you know, I train, I train all the time. I mean, I train five to six days a week. And then more recently, within the last year, I got into aerial arts, which started with flying trapeze. And then I tried all the di these different uh, things like static trapeze, aerial cube, uh, lira, which is the hoop, uh, silks. And I found that I really enjoyed it. And actually, I wish I had known about the hoop when I was prepping because it actually does this wonderful thing where it it, it gives you the uh, V taper. <laughs> that, you know, everyone wants the V taper, right? And here I'm doing Lyra and has nothing to do with, weight, with bodybuilding. And I'm thinking, I'm getting more of a V taper now. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so that's my story, kind of in a nutshell. No, and that's, that is such an incredible story especially just coming from that place of um disease and eating disorder to to a come out of that at all and let alone then coming out of that and thriving um i think is such an incredible story and um when i met you in person 
I had no idea you are your age. <laughs> um, I thought you were probably my age when we met. Well, and I'm in, I'm in my early 30s. Well, I just I just hit the big 5-0 in July. Congratulations. She's astonishing and frightening, but you know what? And my guy likes to always tell, remind me that I don't act my age. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't act my age. I don't look my age. I don't feel my age. It's fine. So, and he's saying that it's not necessarily a compliment, which, duh. <laughs> see, see, just see, you know, this is what I got to deal with. See, he's being a turd. So, <laughs> um, but, you know, it, age is really just a number. And, you know, we have so many things that can limit us. You know, oh, I'm, t- I'm too old. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm too fat. I'm too this. I'm too that. You know, all these excuses that people, you know, they put blockades in front of themselves when what they should be doing is knocking them aside and saying, you know what? Okay. I may be, you know, this many years old or I may be this many pounds overweight or I may be whatever, but I'm going to do this thing, you know? Oh. No, absolutely. And, and I think like I'm, I'm very similar mindset. I'm very much a kid at heart. It's very hard for me to act my age. Um, I'm the guy in my office, uh, every morning I go around and I give everybody a high five and a good morning. (laughs) I could see that. Um, right. You, you have such great positive energy. I could totally see that. That's cool. (laughs) Well, thank you. And it's like in, in, in my commute every morning, I'm either, like singing along with my music or I'm dancing in my car, like as, <laughs> as little movement as you can get in a car, but I'm doing it. And I'm sure that people next to me are thinking, you know, how old is that guy? Oh, how immature, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just thinking, I'm enjoying this commute a lot more than everybody else. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's that thing where it's like, Find what you love and do it. And if it, yep. like, if it makes you feel like a kid, great. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, we've all seen, like, toddlers walking around, and as long as they have, like, even if they have nothing, they're usually pretty happy kids. Yep. You know? It's, yeah. Yeah, they, they, they know how to appreciate the simple things in life, as opposed to adults who like to complicate things and... You know, complain about what they don't have instead of just going, wow, I'm actually pretty lucky. I'm pretty blessed. Everything's good. You know, it's pretty funny. Yes. And I did want to direct everybody. um, If you would like to see some, some of your photos, I am going to include a link to your, to your um, website on the show notes page. So people can, can see that transformation that you did. Oh, wonderful. Thank you. Um, Absolutely incredible. Um, now did you like when you're working out, when you were competing as opposed to now, were you doing similar things or were you lifting weights? Are you not lifting weights now? Uh, Oh, I was, I was definitely lifting weights then and I'm definitely lifting weights now. Um, when I was prepping, especially, at the national level and at the pro level, I was doing a lot of cardio. You know, I, 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 w- I would do, you know, double cardio. I know some of the, your listeners know what that's all about. Yeah. 
so, but, you know, things have taken a profound shift for me. I, I mentioned that, you know, I've gotten involved in the aerial arts, which to me, it's almost like being, you know, on the monkey bars at, at, at you know, at recess. It, it's that fun for me. Like that, that has brought me to like kid status, you know, where <laughs> I, you know, I swing around on a hoop and, you know, I do like gymnastics and stuff. So that's cool. I love that. But I still, I still train five to six days a week with weights. I, I still have the same focus on certain body parts because, you know, I always have to work on my glutes. I always have to work on my delts. So I'm always doing that. I, because I'm not prepping specifically for stage, I just have a certain level of, of leanness and fitness that, that I like to be at. And it actually puts me in a position where I can be, I can be camera ready pretty much all year round. So I never waver. In fact, uh, as far as my weight, right now I'm two pounds over what my contest weight used to be. I mean, I'm two pounds over. And I'm not, I'm not dieting. I'm not trying to do anything crazy, you know. And I do zero cardio. I do zero. That's zero nut. I did, <laughs> I have done two sessions, two cardio sessions this year. And so, yeah, that's it's a little different now. That's awesome because I hate cardio, but it's definitely <laughs> something that I, I need to work on personally just so I can get my heart in better shape. Um, uh, yeah, well, yeah, certainly. See, yeah, like, like, like the cardio workout that I tend to get is from the, the, uh, the, the aerial arts that I do. So oh, at yeah. least I'm getting some cardio cardiovascular training there. And that's why I don't feel like I have to be on a treadmill, you know, for, 20, 30 minutes every day, you know, so. No, absolutely. And I, I just, again, I want to just, I have had a lot of people come up to me, um, females in particular, and they're like, they do that whole, I don't want to lift weights because I don't want to look like, you know, <laughs> the, the Miss Olympias. Yeah. You know, yeah. not, not, not the bikini Olympias, but the, the big bodybuilding, mm -hmm. um, female Olympias. And I just, again, I would like to, if, if I may point to you as an example, if people go check out some of your photos, like that's what weight training can do. You're mm -hmm. not going to become this huge bulking, you know, um, bodybuilder from no. lifting weights. Yeah. W women's, women's bodies just don't transform in that way. And I find myself constantly telling clients and patients, you know, because I, you know, I work in a rehab setting, uh, that they're not going to get big and bulky if they lift weights. They're going to have nice muscle tone. They're going to, they're going to look beautiful and they need to go and lift those weights. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I just think that that's you're you're a very good example about how it is a lifestyle. It's not just it's not just something that you do in your early twenties or your late twenties, and then once you're in your thirties and forties and fifties, you can't maintain that lifestyle. I think you yeah. and other people are such good examples of that that it is just a lifestyle choice, not a fad diet, if you will. Oh yeah, and def definitely, and I, I would have to say that. When I do meet people that are around my age, 40s, 50s, 60s, when, when I meet people are, who are in those age brackets and they tell me, oh, yeah, I used to get into exercise, but, you know, I'm, I'm older now and I don't feel the need to do that. I, 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 I have to 
consciously, you know, I have to make an effort not to give them this look of disgust. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Are you insane? Like, you should, <laughs> you should be working out. It's awesome. Like, you're missing out. So, yeah, it, it, it's funny. Like, I do find myself having to hold back because oh. I don't understand that. I just don't. Well, and even I've, I've often said the days, even if I've only gotten like, six hours of sleep, five hours of sleep, the days I work out, I have more energy than if I get eight to ten hours and I haven't worked out. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just, it's, it's just, it's, it's a good way to live life. But absolutely, um, I have another kind of fun question for you. Obviously, okay. um, as a competitor and, uh, or as a former competitor, sometimes we have to be pretty strict with our diets. So oh, <laughs> what is your favorite cheat meal? My favorite cheat meal is pretty much, it's the same. That it, Yeah, I think, yeah. Because I always used to think of having a big, filthy burger. Just like a, a, a burger that just had tons of toppings on it. It was just messy and sloppy and like just dripping on my hands as I, I was eating it. Yeah, a burger. Yeah. Nice. I liked that when I was competing and I like that now. So with fries, with fries. Have to have the fries on the side. <laughs> See, because in my mind, if you get a burger, no bun with a side salad, that's not... <laughs> That's not that unhealthy of a meal. No, yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna have a cheat meal, then have a cheat meal. Like you know, it's it's like if you can't you can't dive halfway off of a, a you know a diving board. You got to just go full on in. So that that's my whole thing is you get to have a cheat meal, then just do the freaking thing. Just just order the burger with all the toppings. Order the fries. Oh, go it. for it. Dude, that's, that is such a great attitude and I will share, like, my favorite cheat meal is just okay. macaroni and cheese. Ooh. But, like, I'm talking, like, you go to one of those, like, fancy hoity-toity restaurants and they've got, like, the deluxe mac and cheese that has, like, four different types of cheese oh, yeah. and then, like, bacon and then sometimes it has crab or lobster in it. Oh, like, yeah. Or like, or like a truffled mac and cheese. It's like these exotic cheeses you've never heard of before. You're like, wow. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, you were you were mentioned you mentioned mac and cheese and I just mentioned burgers and I just have to share this with you because I think it's really funny. So the the night that I got my pro card, I went to Cheesecake Factory with a couple of my friends and I got this special burger. Did you know that they have a mac and cheese cheeseburger? That sounds Cheesecake amazing. Factory. So they put a mound of like gourmet mac and cheese on top of the burger patty. Yeah. I yeah. Love and, then, and then you put the bun on there and then, then you eat it. It was awesome. <laughs> There's a restaurant um, <laughs> down the street from my place okay. that does a similar thing, but it's Chili Mac. Oh, okay. So it's like mac and cheese with chili mixed in, Sweet. and then that's put on a patty. Oh, heck yeah. Um, What's he going? 
You do, right? <laughs> Next cheat day, obviously. Ah, <laughs> sweet. <laughs> um, no, it's uh, your your practice is uh, Beverly Hills area, right? Well, I we have two locations. There's Beverly Hills and then downtown Los Angeles. Beverly Hills is is actually geared and branded more towards something called Speed Play LA, which is a circuit training uh, class that they have. Uh, but okay. uh, Urban Med, the downtown location is more comprehensive. So medical, chiropractic. Uh, physical therapy, Pilates, yoga, okay. massage, fitness training, um, acupuncture. Yeah, that, that that's where we're set up to to offer the full comprehensive array of uh, services. Yeah, uh, cool. Beverly Hills. We just had a little bit of a switch. Um, okay, the focus uh, being more towards speed play uh, circuit training. Yeah. Well, because I was going to say, if after work you ever want to take a trip out to North Hollywood, um, the place is called Black House, B-L-A-Q-H-A-U-S. Okay. Um, and my treat. I will buy you the amazing burger. Well, since I live in Burbank, that would Ooh, work. We might be able to make this happen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> right? Um, yeah. No, Sweet. So- and what I want to I want to steer the conversation away from mac and cheese right now, or else I'm just going to get hungry. You're getting uh, distracted. <laughs> That's so awesome. Is, no. So what what other services do you offer? We went into kind of the the physician stuff um, like that, but then you also have um, a company called Cut Curves. Yes, Cut Curves is my nutrition fitness and contest prep site. So that's where I offer customized online training. So I I customize all my programs uh, to to the client's needs. And yeah, I've just had that up for, you know, for uh, the purpose of accommodating Anyone and everyone who, you know, needs some guidance with their, their food, how they're working out. And then, you know, for those people who compete, I also offer posing and, uh, makeup application. In fact, I've got a, a couple clients this weekend who are competing and I'm going to be doing their makeup. So yeah, I'm just, it kind of keeps me also in that little show arena. So. Excellent. Yeah, so that's what I offer through there. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome. And I have so I've taken up almost an hour of your time, so I want to start to wrap up a little bit, even though it's really sad because I really enjoyed talking to you. Well, uh-huh. we'll just have to go to Black House, dude. Right? Oh, we can record, <laughs> and we could record how we could record another oh. episode and how good it is. Um, okay, that's got to be like a video episode, though. That's like you got to put that on YouTube, where it's like, okay, we're doing this. All right, yeah. we we will make that happen. Um, okay, that's, but, that's my challenge to you. How's that? I, that, I like that challenge okay. accepted. It will be uh, epic. <laughs> um, do you have anything else going on? Any other projects that we want to talk about? Well, there there are a number of projects in the works. I'm actually uh, exercising my acting muscle more uh, 
trying to move ever closer to my ultimate goal or one of my ultimate goals, which is to be a doc on a box. So I want to edge out people like Dr. Oz uh, and, you know, be that, that presence, you know, household name, you know, oh, Dr. Naito. Yes, of course. Dr. Naito. You've heard of Dr. Naito. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm working on right now. But there are, there are a number of projects that I'm discussing, negotiating right now that I'm not at liberty to discuss details on. So, um, we'll just leave it like that. Yeah. Just very enticing and, you know, stay tuned. Say no more. I totally understand. But yes, please, please, please keep me updated. Any support me and my audience can give you, we absolutely will. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Hey, absolutely. You're very welcome. Now, do you have um, a go-to fitness resource or maybe like a smartphone app that you use that helps you fulfill your goals? No, my smartphone app is in my in my head. Okay. <laughs> and I, and also, you know, another another really good tool that I have is the mirror. So, you know, if I'm ever wondering how, how things are, I just, you know, do a little assessment. I mean, I don't, I don't, by, by no means do I stand in front of the mirror all the time. But, you know, if I need to do a check, I do a check. You know, if I, if I need to make sure that I'm not slipping off, you know, I'll, I'll see how my clothing fits. But, you know, it's all just intuitive at this point. It's, and it's great because I'm not counting my macros. I'm not obsessing over, you know, eating too many carbs. I just, I don't do that anymore. It's awesome. I love the freedom. So, yeah, it's just kind of all in my head. And uh, I think also with the knowledge base that I have and the experience that I've had uh, with all the things that I do, I just, it, it's just become intuitive. It's very fluid for me. So, yeah, it's just in my head. No, that's excellent. And that actually reminds me of something um, that Frank Zane said at that Coffee with Lou Ferrigno event yeah. we were at at the Legacy, where mm-hmm. he's like, if your goal is to look better, take pictures. Yeah. You know, and then compare them to to the other pictures. Because right now, so many of us are obsessed with the number on the scale. Yeah. But if our goal is to look good, the scale isn't going to tell us that we're looking good. Right. That's true. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's the before and after pictures, how we look on day one, as opposed to what we look like on day 10 or day 100 or day, you know, a thousand Mm -hmm. that's going to show us if we're making improvements where we want to make improvements. Right. That's true. Yeah. And I thought that Frank did make a very good point about that. It it makes perfect sense. And, you know, he's, there's a good reason why he's been such a, you know, a success in the bodybuilding world and why people look up to him. I mean, he's a bodybuilding icon. So, you know, like he knows what he's talking about. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, where can people connect with you? Um, I am going to include a link to your website, but social media wise, where can people connect with you? I'm, I'm really easy to find. So it, basically my name with no it, it underscores 
dots, dashes, none of that. I just it's just Stacy Naito, S T A C E Y N A I T O, and uh, just at Stacy Naito for Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, uh, Pinterest. Uh, yeah, I just make it easy. Excellent, excellent. Well, we okay. will include links to all those places in the show notes as well. Awesome. And Thank- yeah, absolutely. You're very welcome. And to cap things off, what parting advice do you have for everyone out there listening to the podcast? Don't ever give up. Just whatever, whatever goal that you have in place. Make sure that you can clearly visualize it and keep moving towards it. Don't let anything deter you. You know, life can definitely uh, challenge you and, you know, throw you off track. But just get back up on your feet and keep moving towards what it is that you really want. Because when you put your mind to things, uh, when you put your mind to achieving goals, it's just astounding what you can accomplish. So just go for it. That's awesome. And I love that everyone listening out there, don't ever give up. Do not give up. Um, so important to remember. Stacy, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to, to talk with me and share your knowledge with everyone out there listening. I absolutely appreciate it. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity, and uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, our burgers. <laughs> I am looking forward to that. Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness yeah, me. So thank you. Um, no, thank you so much for the opportunity to uh, be a part of this podcast. I appreciate it. You are very welcome. Well, everyone out there listening, this has been another episode of the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast. Until next week. Workout nerd out. Thank you for listening to the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast. Please leave us a review on iTunes as well as a rating. We would definitely appreciate it. And while you're at it, follow us on all social media at Dumbbells Dragon. That includes Pinterest, Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Periscope, and Snapchat. Until next time, workout nerd out.